a very, very, very special Ultacast today here at Mutiny Radio. I'm so glad that you tuned in today at high noon. I hope that you all have smoked your spliffs. I have. I'm so excited. Today we're going to be streaming from Glasgow, Scotland. Well, we're zooming from everywhere, but specifically this is a poetry reading in Glasgow, Scotland. We're going to be getting to that in just a minute. Thank you so much for tuning into the AltaCast. I'm really excited. I love poetry. COVID has turned me back into a poet. I'm over the moon. I, uh, Virginia Woolf has given me a room of one's own, and I am definitely writing poetry. So, all right. We're going to listen to a little new music. We'll be right back. Excited to bring the Lit Fringe Fest from Glasgow, Scotland, coming here live at Mutiny Radio. I'm excited to read poems and hear poems, and I hope you are too. So thanks for tuning in, and we're going to bring them up. Can I go, Pam? Yeah, you're good. You're live. So hi, everybody. Welcome to the Stay at Home Fringe, uh, which is a production from the graduate program in creative writing at the University of Glasgow. And we are here, I'm Erin Gannon, and my co-host is Andy Talbot. Say hi, Andy. Hi. <laughs> and we've got a bunch of poets here, and we're gonna move through and have everybody who's signed up read. And Pam, do you wanna say anything about Mutiny Radio? Oh, I'm just so excited to be able residents. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here today. No, I'm, I'm so excited that, I don't know, COVID's been so scary, but it's opened up the world sort of that everyone's realized that technology is distancing, but it can also be, can we get closer with technology? I, I haven't talked to Erin in five years. I haven't seen her face and, and she's right there. It's crazy. So I'm really excited to hear everybody's work. All right. So Andy, do you want to do the first set? Um, as in introductions or? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sweet. Um, so first up, <laughs> oh, thanks for, all right, cool. Um, first of all, thanks for being here. Um, this is the third week, I think now, that we've done it. Um, at the third different time. Um, so what we try to do here is create a safe space for people to share the poetry or short prose. Um, what we'll ask is that if you can do your own introductions, just so we can, um, We'll introduce your name, but if you can give us the correct pronouns, just so everyone feels correctly included, um, that would be brilliant. Um, just to admit someone in. Yeah, so first up tonight, we have Maria Byrne. I'm not sure if she's here yet. Cool. Um, Carolyn? Is Carolyn here? Oh, here she is. Here comes Carolyn. Good timing. Good timing. 
Like, that's so funny when she comes over to be like, go! <laughs> <laughs> Southwest of Scotland. I am currently studying at the University of Glasgow. Um, I've been to loads of the workshops during this amazing festival. Great job, you guys! Amazing. And what I'm going to share with you today has I can't quite see where they came from, but they've come out of a couple of workshops that I've been to. So I'm going to read a couple of pieces. The first one is uh, "Permanent Blue." Until I can drive to the loch again watch gentle hues. I'm going to make a list of colours blue. Steadfast, integrity, a teal. I pack placid blue, Mr. Frosty. Deluxe days, cuddle, sea change. Passionate blue, galaxy blue, whimsy. Postboy, airborne, hindsight, liberty, sell out, blue smart, diplomatic, blue indulgence, wave after wave, immersed, peekaboo blue, regal blue, tempest blue, teal. It's a very particular my permanent. Spare me the light blues, the baby hues, the turquoise and aquamarines, the blues that are green. My blue is IKB all the way. Nothing pale or gentle. Um, International kind blue, if you please. Don't tease me with the sky, the sea. I want my blue chemical, man-made, eclectical. I need an electric blue shot to the heart. My blood is boiling and I'm seeing red. I need an Eve Klein shot to my heart. That's the first one. <laughs> and the second one is... I don't know if you can hear me now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> can you hear me okay? Okay, cool. And the second one's called nose hair. I love my body odor because there's no other body odor. And I'm not embarrassed by telling you this because I know you have body odor too. And if you hate or are embarrassed or annoyed by your body odor, then maybe you should ask yourself why. I am annoyed by all the shelf space taken up by underarm deodorants and the choices that are made for me as to what my armpit should smell like. And I'm slightly obsessed with body hair because it seems to be so fashion these days, for women that is. Men seem to have usurped the right to wear hideous amounts of the stuff. And I'm terrified it is doing to girls looking like a hairless ball is really sensible choice. But you should be my friend because I would love your body odor too. And I would encourage that all your body hair come to its natural conclusion. 
I would ask you to trip your nose here. Yeah, I would have to draw the line there. But slap Tara nose hair. And it's best when the nose hair stays within the nostril. But you should be my friend. And we would spend our user money on margaritas instead. I love margaritas, straight up, big, low, triangular glasses. What do you call those? And it's best when drunk after a chilled corona or tears and salsa. Obsessed with writing the perfect sentence. I hate flavored gin. But I'm not embarrassed by my hands. And you should be my friend. You should be my friend because when we get out of lockdown, we'll spend our deodorant and razor money on margarita bed. That's it. That's <laughs> margarita. I miss margaritas. Oh, you can still have them. Yeah. <laughs> Just better with company. Wrong. Anyways. All right. Sorry. But, um... So Maria isn't here. Nope. Cool. We'll move on. Neil? I, I don't know if I'm saying that right though. Sorry, what was that? Can you hear me? I can yeah, I can. Want to start? Yeah, go for it. Right. Okay. My name's Neil. Great to uh, be talking to friends in the United States and Japan. And um, thank you for taking me on. I'm a semi-psychiatrist and psychologist working in Manchester. And for the last three years, I've been working with young people and mental health organisations and using my poetry to help young people who are suffering from loneliness. My first poem is called Our Best Friend. In these uncertain times of isolation and social distancing, loneliness, fear and separation from friends, family, near and far, our minds can be our worst enemy or our best friends. We can walk with greatness like champions, champions of life. We don't need to pretend free of strife. Fill our minds with who we can be. Who we want to be. It doesn't matter what others think or say about you or me. What matters is who we believe we are. We can choose to drown and sink. Our minds can be our worst enemy or our best friend. It's not easy going it alone in these times where we worry about tomorrow. But if we keep going, Pushing through the pain and sorrow, not being a rolling stone, filling our minds with what is great, what makes us feel good, with what we want to achieve, and all we can conceive. We will find that our minds will be our best friend. Let's not fill our minds with fear and doubt. Fear and doubt kills our dreams more than failure ever will. Let's fill our minds with our dreams and hopes and let our minds be our best friend. Thank you. That's my first poem. Thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed it and got something out of it. Now, something that really concerns me and probably a lot of people 
is the lack of great leaders in the world and in the UK. And I know you guys in uh, USA have so many problems. I think you know who I mean. So my poem is called Leadership. Are great leaders born or grow to lead? Is leadership nature or nurture? We all want to strive to succeed. Some leaders today are driven by greed, threats, lies, coercion, and deception. No thought of our future. Great leaders like Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, inspired nations, the poor and the oppressed. To stand up, listen and act, their leadership made changes for good. Greater history, that's a fact, had ethics and principles for which they stood. They had courage to achieve their quest. Great leaders lead with a clear vision, integrity, honesty, humility, and focus. Always giving their best, they help others achieve their goal. With no coercion, they saw when they are put to the test. They always strive for more in their hearts and soul. Their lives are full of ovation from their fellow man. One leader said, I have a dream. He led millions to believe in his dream. Leadership is where courage is not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. Leadership lifts us up like nothing else can. Leaders are sincere. We can choose to be a leader or a follower. Leadership needs time to grow. We reap what we sow. Did Nelson Mandela or Martin Luther King wake up one day and say, I'm a leader? No, they lived and created their vision that all grew to believe. Vision strength that transcended I and became us. So that our dreams can come true. Don't let false leaders deceive. It's your decision. Thank you very much. You Thanks for that, Neil. My pleasure. I really enjoyed that, especially the second Thank one. You. I, re I really like the second one. <laughs> yeah. I hope um, that was the five minutes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do another one if you've got time, if, if you've got another one there. Or... You want one? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay, sorry, I didn't know. This no, is it's called, all good. This is called... Have you earned your tomorrow? Is anyone happier because you passed their way? Does anyone remember that you spoke to them today? This day is almost over and its tolling time is through. Is there anyone to utter a kindly word of you? Did you give a cheerful greeting to a stranger who came along? Or churlish short of eye, then vanish in the throng, where you, selfish, pure and simple, as you rushed along the way, or is someone mighty grateful for the kind deed you did today? Can you say tonight in the parting of the day, 
that's now slipping past, that you help a single person on the many who passed on your way? But what did you do or say today? Does anyone whose hopes are fading now with courage look ahead? Or did you waste the day or lose it? Was it well or surely spent? Did you leave a trait of kindness or a star of discontent? As you close your eyes, do you think that God would say, you have earned one more tomorrow by what you did today? You need an illustrator. That is a children's book. Thank you. Book. Thanks for that. Thank I, I like that one as well. Appreciate it. That's okay. I will have another time soon. Take care, yeah. everyone. Bye. Yeah, you too. You too. Um, so next on the list, we have Lucy. No. Nope. Uh, cool. Christine Fowler. I think Christine's here. Can you hear me all right now? Excellent. Good old. Uh, the first the first one I'm going to do is um, called Nighttime Blues. Midst the tumbled hour before the dawn, when my anxieties soar like seabirds walking in the night, as waves of worries crash and roar, and sleep is lost amidst my partner's snores, my mind it twists and turns and cries with flocks of worries keeping me on the rocks that thrust through any hope of sleep as I am reefed upon the shores of disproportionate thoughts that ramble in my troubled head and only when the dawn approaches do they slow and slink away hiding from the light of day. The first one. Uh, the second one um, comes from the time of the Australian firestorms. I had a, a friend who lives over there and was one of in one of the communities that was cut off by them. Uh, it's just called Australian firestorm. The fire roared its hate as it turned all around to waste. Man's world was trashed through day and night. The fire sparked and flared as in despair we watched it burn and ate our homes while creatures stuck in burning trees that in the heat had long shed their leaves and at last upon the seashore we crowded and lashed with swarm and needle shot sparks we met the ocean with open arms as in our desperate haste we fled filled with fear and awful dread as with appetite it ate and ate without a bait. The second one. Um, I've discovered doing these kinds of things that I have a, a problem getting um, poems which 
aren't very emotional or quite or quite bleak sometimes. So I'm afraid this is a little bit of a bleak one. Um, it's called distress. When I lack a voice, it makes my head hurt as I disappear from view, battered by the loud noise of people around me, talking, talking, louder, louder. My head rings, I cannot think. I can only feel, react as tears swamp my eyes. I stumble up. I've got to get out leave that hideous loud noise behind bereft i seek refuge in silence and solitude and the green that healing balm of trees the only noise of rustle of leaves the breezes blow and cool my impassioned brow and my eyes drink that sweet view Um, this one, I think, might sort of um, appeal to everybody, really, because it's about being a poet. And it's called, I want to write, wor write words like polished uh, pearls. I want to write words like polished pearls that slide into place in rapturous clauses and sentences that clasp your breath between pauses. I want to speak meaning with no need of screaming, with words of power, no need to glower, to illuminate my words so they can be heard. I want to let loose the truth and speak out like the ancient god Zeus to reveal the true meaning of what we are feeling. I want to be heard with all of my words to fulfill the dream and feel like the cat with cream in quotes to be a poet. <laughs> uh, and the very last one um, is one that uh, I, I wrote for the um, Pearl, Earth and Pearl um, exhibition that was due to be held tomorrow, which is obviously being cancelled and the uh, on coming on stream in March, I think. It's called plastic. Um, plastic surgeon in plastic waves hurtling forth in plastic rage. Debris pin pinned in plastic wind, killing macro, innocent of plastic sin. While politicians have plastic minds, we have no hope of leaving the plastic age behind. Plastic people with plastic minds poured into moles and preserved in time. A thousand years later, when we are all gone, when everyone realises that plastic is wrong, there's only plastic flowers on a plastic earth, and nothing is left of any real worth. Thank you. Thank you so much, Christine. That was beautiful. Good. Thank you. I love that. Um, so, next up, we are going to have Sammy Rudd. Good evening, true believers. Oh, it's nice to be back. Sorry, it's, it's really bright where I am. It's it's difficult to focus. Anyway, oh, it's, yeah, bright, it's bright in York. Yeah, it's bright in York. It's really weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I'm Sammy. I'm a 
yeah, I, I'm zooming in from York today, and I'm a angsty queer poet who does a lot of sad and a lot of angry uh, performance poetry. Um, I won the Stanza Slam in December last year, and I've got a couple of pieces being published by Slice of the Moon Books in July, which is really exciting. So uh, my first piece, I'm going to start with a sad one, apologies, but um, this has a bit, of a, a bit of a story behind it. Um, yesterday, the 12th, was the first year anniversary of my aunt's death. Uh, she battled cancer for about 18 months and lost her life this time last year. And um, I wrote a poem to perform at her funeral, and I thought it was only right to do it one year on. and you know. So yeah, content warning, lots of discussion of death. Sorry. This is Come to Terms. I think I came to terms with your death a year ago, when you sat me down and told me the diagnosis, the tears in your eyes more for us than for yourself at that point. I think I came to terms with your death a couple of months ago, when you told me that it was progressing too quick and that the chemo wasn't working and that you were going to get worse and that it was only a matter of time and that you were determined to enjoy yourself. I think I came to terms with your death at the foot of your hospital bed, at the foot of your hospice bed, at the foot of every click and beep. I think I came to terms with your death a week or so ago when mum told me that all you wanted to do was sleep that you didn't want me there at the end, that you wanted to spare me some minute amount of pain. I think I came to terms with your death on Sunday morning, when Mum told me that the day we were dreading had finally arrived, and that you'd gone in your sleep. And I set off on the train to the town you'd left behind. I think I'll come to terms with your death tomorrow, when the will is read, funeral plans set, and it all becomes real. I think I'll come to terms with your death next month, after the funeral, and we scatter your ashes and say goodbye for the last time, apart from the piece of you fastened around my neck. I think I'll come to terms with your death in September, when I go back to university and try to keep living in a world without your advice in it. I think I'll come to terms with your death next year when I look back and probably read this piece again to a room of people who've never seen you smile. And I'll thank you again for being so incredibly weird and so incredibly what I needed because I'm weird too, and I'm only okay with that because you were okay with it too. I hope I can come to terms with your death one day, but not yet. Thank you. Let's do something nicer, shall we? Yeah, let's do something nicer. Um, apologies to the people that have heard this before. I did do this last week, but I kind of need to pick me up, so I'm gonna do Cuddle Drive again. That's it, seeing Andy smiling and nodding, yeah. yeah. I don't have a libido. I have a cuddle drive. Cruising through space at a casual 45, not stopping or starting or anything so contrived. I don't need anything else. This is where I thrive. Cuddles, my friend, are enough to revive. Cause you see it on TV, 
everywhere, everyone needs to bone. I mean, this shit has been blown. And I'm also a big proponent of cuddling your friends and showing them affection not as a means but an end. Because we need to love each other. We need to make amends and usher in a world where cuddling is the trend. I hop back on board and set off towards the stars. And I take your hand as we rocket past Mars. We're safe up here. This galaxy is ours. My cuddle drive is full and we're gonna travel far. I'm a spacefaring, planet-hopping, new-age romantic, and you're making my heartbeat really quite frantic. I Just let me say I don't want to be so pedantic, but you swell my cuddle drive and make it gigantic. So come with me, and I'll show you the universe. New planets and people and cultures we can immerse. We'll bed down at night and binge Steven Universe and cuddle, of course. I have a debt I need to reimburse. You showed me it was okay to come down to the ground. You helped unload my issues and left me spellbound. I'll never be the same. My insecurity is unwound. So all thanks to you, my love is earthbound. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you. Thanks, Sammy. That was that was incredible. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Ah, I loved it. Thank you so much. Next, we have uh, fr another friend of mine, um, Beth Hartley. Hello, hello, hello. Um, hello. Um, hello. Um, I'm also going to be very cheeky, but you've said it's okay. So my, fr I have a friend in uh, in Cali, and he's tuning in on the pirate radio. I've never met him. Very strange, but um, he and, and his uh, so David and Rebecca are listening out. So at least two people listening <laughs> on the stream. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna read some. I'm gonna read something for Sammy actually in a minute. Um, and I'm gonna read something about where I'm where I live now, which is down in the Cambridgeshire Fens. I will call you Fenfire burning at the edges of the day, singeing and catching at the horizon, scorching the land black, peat and black, where the past rises, where birds are embers flying and the clouds shift like logs in the grate. And you show in the unmow a swathe of gold, a waste with piece of where to leave us wondering, of treasure flocks in winter white, honking on the dawn, Swooping on the swollen waters, Hooper, Buick, Mute. It hides in views that look so flat that ancient lines are lost as the eye skims only the tree line and never the earth. Your light shows up the underbelly of a hunter. Hush and hover over man's attempt to drain and train this rising gated flood that sinks and saves in equal measure. This light ignites at dawn and dusk grasping at the darkness with hot hands, splintering the sky, biting at the fringes of my mind, scenting me with a must of smouldering soil. Um, thank you. I'm just checking, Sammy is still here, yeah. 
I've spent most of the, <laughs> hey, I've spent most of the last year writing Greece too. So with small apologies to Ricky and Lorraine, this is Laura from memory. I hear you everywhere I go, but especially in the call of geese, scanning across a grey morning sky. The year is turning without you, and this is simply harder than I ever imagined. Some days barren, my eyes dry from everything that's happened since you stopped, all the tears cried and I am wrung out, hung out, dried and cracked. You are nowhere. Except the name of every bird he taught us, and the bloom of every tulip, and the way you said sandwich, and the stories of the war. I will wear you closer soon. What shone on you will see the light of day on me. I have noticed you become an encompassing warmth when I didn't know I was cold. And in the heat I understand you love me, fierce and true. Enough that what is gone cold gets relit and I can move once more. In every calendar I've seen, every time I think, still right in. Have I got time? What am I like for time, Andy? Yeah, um, I think it dropped out a little bit there, um, just towards the end of that one. Um, okay. So you missed yeah, the Demi Moore. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, go for it. You've got time. Okay, so this is um, something from Napo Rimo this year. Uh, th so this was uh, stimmed off a piece from the uh, Magic Realism bot on Twitter that felt like a good idea and it's called the mermaid's disquisition so the tweet was you are standing in a terracotta city a mermaid appears and hands you an essay i am not washed up but dried out on this baked dry plain the earth cracked beneath my feet my feet cracked beneath my wings my limbs my limbs cracked beneath a body craving water the facade is as petra carved and caved moulded and smoothed by hand and wind cut to shape until i reach the gate and see fishes running stem to stern the binding showing through this daub is drier than my skin and i am growing crusted in this place from this bad land rises one who does not belong her lines belong to the shore her tail to the depths before I can wonder, she hands me woven pages, threads of dulse and glass, and I look her in the eye. I have been here too long, she rasps. It is too late for me. Please, I beg you, traveller, I wrote this for you to see. My carapace is forming, and soon I will be no more. This here is my treatise on why this must restore. As I stare, I see the sea skin forming further. She will soon become encased. I start to read and she's gone, her words unravelling before me until I no longer feel the parch and the sea tangle given washes over me. We have not learned the sea, it says, we have only taught the land, it is time to let the water back and inundate the sand. 
Drained and drawn, depleted, we are the leeches all. My mind reading words, unleashing floods, washing away the cracks in earth, creaking, crashing into the waves and swell. The surge lifts me away, the silt rinsing off me, my moisture level rising on the crest. My lasting memory will be a flick of fin and scale in the corner of my eye, a mermaid's pace of words and a handful of red sand. Thank you. Thank you so much, Beth. <laughs> Thank you. Nah, it's always good to have you on here. <laughs> nah, it is. Seriously, it is. Bless you. Um, do you want to quickly plug something? Um, are you saying that because you know what I have to plug? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, um, I'm doing a feature set at the always glorious Allographic at the end of uh, May. Um, because that's always a good thing to do. Um, I'm also going to be... What is Allographic? Allographic is a, a inclusive uh, writing workshop, community performance space, all-round awesomeness. Uh, says will probably have something to say later as well, because they've performed there. Um, so I'm also, for my sins, uh, doing the workshop in the afternoon. I'm really not sure how that's going to be, because I've never done that before in my life. Um, so we have a workshop in the afternoon. Yeah, it truly is. Allographic is awesome. It absolutely is. It's the bomb. Um, so there's a um, running workshop in the afternoon called Everyday Poetry um, about finding poetry in your everyday. And then there'll be the usual open-hearted open mic in the evening. And yeah, I'm the feature. And it's I'm playing the home crowd. That's really strange. <laughs> oh, it'll be, it'll be good, though. It'll, it'll be good. Really Allographic <laughs> is always a good time. <laughs> It really is. I mean, it really is. So I was, I was actually saying to Beth the other day um, <laughs> that without Allographic, I probably wouldn't have had the, the guts to do this um, because I, I attended one of their online events and it was just very inclusive, very encouraging. And I was like, I want to do something like this shit. This is this is awesome. Um, so then I, I sort of said, can I do this on mic as part of the fringe? And they said yes. Um, cool. So. Oh, thanks, Says. Nice one. Um, next yeah. we have Darwood. Should be in there. Should be here. Yep. Uh, two seconds. I can actually open Yeah. Yep. Hi guys. How you guys doing? Yeah, good. Thanks. Uh, cool. Um, yeah, I'm Darwood from Hackney in London. Um, so you guys online thought this looks like fun, a nice place to share and stuff. Um, yeah, I'll just do my poem. Three six nine, no goose strength wine, an African fucker monkey on a jungle vine. That's how we got AIDS in this modern age. Chinese are putting bats in a microwave. You don't really want to know what's in your takeaway. Clap, clap. Corona virus. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Yare, yare, yare. Been, been watching way too much anime. This global anxiety got the whole world shit in itself. 
Hence the bum rush for toilet roll and the empty shelves. Wait, did I say something racist? Just know that before I speak, I seek the highest spiritual cancel. So you won't ever be powerful enough to cancel my black supremacist face. Because we seem perpetually stuck in a debate about whether someone or something is racist. And the language is starting to sound as offensively defensive as when a misogynist rapist screams it was consensual and she bloody loved it. So bloody foolish. The biggest problem with prejudice is that it can't exist without being championed by its bedroom ignorance. So in love with each other, they hang on street corners, drowning their hate in songs of righteousness. Wait, this poem's getting too serious, too preachy. And I'm super serious about not taking life serious, so don't impeach me. When I wrote this just a clout chase, to titillate like fake news and clickbait, a fair manga. Stood on top just like a prop to have a gander. Don't go outside, invisible sniper might snipe ya. So stuck inside in isolation with my demons, crying out for attention, crying out for help. Maybe it's because I had to defend self when I was a youngster from a neighbor who tried to bribe me to kiss him for 10p. This is all before mama moved us back to Nigeria after I got expelled from primary school because I couldn't control my anger. Still to this day, to this day, prevailing image in my head of a pedophile predator happens to be a white old man that kind of fits the description of that geezer in heaven that heads that religion that robbed Africa of all its provisions. Wait, why the fuck is Bill Gates trying to vaccinate Africans? I pray one day we outgrow greed, outgrow division, outgrow all this suspicion. But today I watch pessimism, get drunk and kick optimism down the stairs, screaming, you fat bitch, that will never happen. With all this fancy 5G technology, why is the world in a constant state of depression? Why do governments excuse unhealthy decisions with economic reasons? Still, wait, still I'm convinced it's all a con. Because everyone's guessing, no one really knows what's going on. I love love and trust in its mysticism. Just not sure that humans are mature enough to deserve a utopian vision. Wait. Getting too preachy again. Wealth before health, my electric's on emergency again. Because the choice between charging my electric key or Oreos with a cup of tea, I always risk the darkness. Before the darkness descends, let me go play some music. Pray my beautiful son FaceTimes me back before I go jump in the shower. Shelling, I shower down bars in the shower. Shelling, I shower down bars in the shower. Shelling, I shower down bars in the shower. Writing all this, sitting down on my toilet bowl. Shit, I got no toilet roll. The cheesy end. Yeah. Uh, I love the end, man. <laughs> ah, cheers. Nah, thanks for that. That I wasn't. I didn't know. I like when you popped up and you were like, "Oh, can I? Can I go next?" I was like, "Okay." I, I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't expecting that. Um, oh, cheers. Nah, nah, that was. That's what we're here for. Like, yeah. Cheers. Oh. Cheers. Nah, thanks Cheers. for that. Cheers. Thank you. Nah, thank you for having me. And what a beautiful platform. I'm listen listening to all the poems so far. Like, everyone's pulled me in a different direction in my, like, imagination. Thank you. Oh, fuck yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Brilliant. Um, so next is Katie here.
Katie and Ken were having so much trouble with their Wi-Fi that they backed out. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Emily. Yeah, well, this
And we like to think we are more free than the women that came before. Yet for all my poems and tweets and forays into the existentially diverse, I have never sold my belongings, bought a car and left things in a cloud of desert dirt, my cheeks bright from the rush of it, my eyes flames in the growing dusk. Okay, so that's that one. And then um, this second and, and final one's a love poem, um, which I wrote about four years ago um, when I was moving away to study my master's down south, because um, I'm kind of from Teesside, which is a little bit south of Newcastle. So I was moving away to, to study my master's, but kind of also falling for someone at the same time. Um, so I guess it's about a kind of proximate closeness, which is perhaps maybe why I find myself coming back to it now with the current situation in the world kind of precluding that for a lot of people. So it's called Crimden Beach. At university, I'd known you through someone else, co-authoring an idea of you, which ran streaming through my imagination. But you are not that person. As the wind whips us with sand like glass, I realize just how much of life could be passed in non-conversation and just how much of ourselves we give over to the dinner party version and what that costs people. We've stepped over the sandbank now and find ourselves in sea up to our calves. Find we're speaking about death, about ruthless people, about stones, about not wanting to leave the northeast and not wanting to stay. The dog is covered in coal and will not be coaxed from the sewage pipe she has found, so we stop and wait for her. We climb the disused pier and jump off and later lie down like sand angels and feel the sun. Close our eyes to the unspoken thing swaying in the lime grass. You said, you've got sand on your neck. And I said, it feels nice. Thanks. Should I do another one? like it resonates. It's called um, Slow Colour of the Sky. We're balloons with holes, frantic, jumbling through bags for tickets. Sunlight clings as heavy through emergency exits, curtains flapping around legs, ripples bright, bright on the water of the lake, people shrieking and cameras at the edges and then buildings 
spaceship like at Loon. Suddenly I am lying flat against concrete inches from a duck's face, wondering what it would feel like to jump into that plastic bottomed lake, to just stay there and grow gills. And now bits of latent memory are spilt and swell, cleaving to me. The men casting shadows on frosted glass who kept you indoors, flat tires on the moors, sound of waves, groan of trees in the flood, low flies keening over hulls, scribbled poems exchanged in lectures, slow colour of the sky on the top floor of the library when the lights are turned off, letters torn up and oozing, places to be on your knees, those who left early with fudding ears, opening their mouths to the night, music pressing in softly lit rooms, the single beat, the scream of things that the river wants. Friends of friends offering hands when you danced on the floor, making grief-stricken angels in the stickiness. That accent you wore and let slip from your lips. Enterprises you grew inside you and left padlocked to the bridge. The sometimes religion suspended in the fog around the minster. Friends who dozed and wrote thousands of words in your bed sharing colds because it was cold, ice cold, all of the mould on the windows, but the smiles were warm in that house by the water. The smiles were worn in the river by those inexorable women. And I saw him then as I left the lake, left the university, an old fisherman sitting, his pupils immense. And slowly, like it costs each bone, he bends, lights a tilting cigarette, and blows smoke into the hole of life. Thanks. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we managed to get you on here. Thanks, Andy. That's really kind. Cheers. Did you, did you, you did stay at Crimden Beach, right? Yeah, yeah, like um, near Durham. Yeah, so like I used to live like five minutes from there, like literally five minutes. Really? Oh gosh, it's oh, a yeah, lovely yeah. beach, isn't it? So yeah. big, vast. Yeah. Yeah, I used to go there all the time oh, as I was a kid. Coincidentally. <laughs> it's a small world, isn't it? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, I think we might take a little break now. Is that cool, Aaron? No. Yeah. Sweet. Let's do that then. Um. So, fifteen minutes. Come back at ten past nine. Yeah, sweet. All right, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. We have been live streaming part of the Literary Fringe Fest from Glasgow, Scotland. We've had readers from all over the place. It's been really exciting. I've been having a really good time. We're going to take a 15-minute break and be back with more poetry here on Mutiny Radio.
suddenly appear every time you are near and just like me they long to be close to you why do stars fall down from the sky every time That's a magical time. Ooh, well, my time is one eleven. You're nine nine. You're nine eleven. Oh, oh, I said it. Oh. Sorry. Oh. She got the numbers oh. around. Sorry about that. Oh, it was so worth doing this whole thing just for that. <laughs> that was awesome. Nice. No, you don't say nice for nine eleven. That's a different number. Well, one yeah. eleven yeah. is a magical it's, it's, time. Say again. It's twenty one eleven. Oh, yeah. right. Already. <laughs> oh, now Damn it's quarantine. Better twenty one twelve. I'm gonna run. This quarantine has lasted a long time. <laughs> it's got no signs of slowing down yet, unfortunately. What, the quarantine or time? You <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, though, on all counts. <laughs> uh, I heard something about it being extended for another four months, apparently. 
You've been a stand-up for four months. What's happening? Uh, the lockdown. Apparently, it's being extended for another four months. Stop it. Where? Are you kidding? In I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on that, the accuracy. Oh, the government aren't 100% sure on that. The, the, I, <laughs> that me. It'll be different next week. Uh, my, They're my, not 100% my, my sure on anything. Is, my new source isn't exactly credible. It's an Instagram post from one of the Try Guys that I follow. <laughs> he, he said something about it continuing for another four months, and it's like, okay, cool. It's a great opportunity to write. I feel like Virginia Woolf. I have a room of one's own. And all of my needs are taken care of, and I'll, all I have to do is write. So, yeah. I'm, I'm the complete opposite. I've written two poems since lockdown began, and my creativity has taken quite a big hit. Oh, no. I'm uh, absolutely the opposite. It's all percolating, it'll come out eventually. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I have written a couple of pieces, which is nice, because I was worried I wouldn't do anything, but like, quite a few. Puddle Drive was one I wrote right at the start of lockdown. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask when he wrote that, actually. Yeah, like about maybe uh, yeah a few days after lockdown officially started, because right. I'm <laughs> staffed and want cuddles all the time, so it's a lot <laughs> worse now than when I wrote it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, do you want to um, kick off the second half? Yeah, we're good to go. We're, we're, we're actually we're no, streaming our little conversation. Andy, streaming. Oh, it's Andy guys, was yeah. on the schedule. Hmm? And was on the schedule to read. So, I mean, I don't oh, know. Oh, me. <laughs> do, do you want me to go before you, or do you want to go next? Oh, I don't care. Go on, Andy. I'm adhering to the schedule. Go on, Andy. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Andy. Andy. <laughs> I don't know who you okay, are. Just, I just you. Right. Um, how are we going to do this? Are we going to mute everyone, or...? Oh no, let's just all talk over you as you perform, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably for the best. Um, <laughs> just gonna hear, who's going to heckle? <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, can you do emojis on the chat? Just like, chuck all your fruit emojis in there, it'll be like, I'm getting... <laughs> no, even I'm muted. Thanks for that, Sammy. There's a there's a penis looking emoji in the in the chat there, and I guess I've just said penis on radio in San Francisco, which is something I never thought I would do. So that's awesome. Um, cool. So I am totally prepared, as you can tell. Uh, I'm going to do some older ones. Um, this one's called Jumper. Can everyone hear me all right? Just so we're good. Yeah, cool. The flowers moved with the wind against the tide on the yards from where he fell or jumped. We'll never know. The people passed, some stopped and read or rested, some didn't. Life went on. Not at first, not for months, not for years, but eventually life went on. It'll be the same for us. Thanks. Um, that was quite a serious kind of poem about flowers on the quayside at Newcastle, just underneath the Tyne Bridge. Um, this next one couldn't be less serious if I tried. Um, it's about a next door neighbour who shouts a lot um, 
I haven't been living here very long. I've only been living here about three months, but uh, he lives by himself and uh, he just shouts in the back garden himself. Don't really know what's going on. So I wrote about it because I had writer's block. The man next door is shouting again. It's coming through the walls and this is a standard daily occurrence and reoccurrence. Today's offering is about somebody being a cunt. Apologies if that offends anyone because I know some people don't like that word. Uh, he's not shouting at us or shouting to us. He lives alone too. Sometimes I think he's shouting at the world or shouting for the sake of shouting. Today I'm pretty sure it's a cat or a bird or something that apparently is in his way. Though he seems the kind of person who'd go out of the way to find something to be in his way. I guess it's just his way. Thanks. Um, I'll do one more. Also, um, while I'm on the radio, I guess, in San Francisco, uh, I'm a massive San Jose Sharks fan, so that's fucking awesome. Also, like, Massive Raiders fan as well, which might not go down well in San Francisco, but fuck it. I know we're in Vegas now, but open. Fuck yeah. Um, never thought I'd get to say that to anyone who might actually like the Raiders on the radio. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. Um, cool. This next poem's called "The City." The city, as we know it, will fall. Our favorite bars will be no more. One day I'll say, this is my last fucking cigarette and it will finally be the truth. Those who walk in our footsteps, a lifetime removed, will know better, just as we thought we did. And all of their stories will flow through the side streets and alleyways we grew to love, in coffee houses and on park benches, all those places we once knew. New stories will be written, but never again ours. Thank you. Woo! Well, we can talk. We're on the radio. <laughs> that was great. And you can swear on the radio. It's no big deal. Really you can fuck swear all day long. <laughs> We're, yeah, sorry about it's just, it's just that. Jump, really. It's that, particular, yeah, that particular word I know some people don't care for. Ah, it's fine. It's nah. nah. It's in context. To be fair, I was quoting the guy next door. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, let's move on to Erin. Okay, so this is going to be like a little bit of a tech weirdness. Um, I'm going to do, I have to, I'm going to play a song that I wrote a poem to. So um, we'll see how that works. Because of course I have to use iTunes because this is a oh, fucking fuck, that's a fox. <laughs> Fantastic. Remember when you didn't want to quit your job? Remember when you didn't want to start the band? Remember when you didn't want to write the song, but now you like it? Know what I like? Know what I like? I like banging the tambourine against my thighs. So hard. 
Oh wow, cool. 
Uh, sweet. Hey, um, to let you guys first know, there's this, I just got published last week. I was really excited. There's, but everyone can't, it's COVID. They, there's this group called Whispers to Roars, and it's in Denver, Colorado, and they're doing a weekly quarantine series, and you submit to them, and so they, the first poem I'm going to read, they published last week, and I'm so excited, because I was like, so the reason I'm writing poems is I'm um, an old woman who sort of has this I have a who it's I'm feeling feels uh, that's a word the children say uh, and he's a child he's like under he's very very young much much younger and I just am writing like a crazy person so uh, anyway this uh, first one is called emotional distancing looking away is my only form of negotiation no more terrorism Exploding my own heart in some 80s TV movie. You are not the promised virgin, coquettishly waiting among 72 versions, DNA coded on a cloud, lounging, standing, wings a flutter. Six feet becomes a canyon. The secret is knowing the difference between butterflies and trash. But you look like an angel when you sleep. Such perfect lips this youth. I wake in terror screaming. Two white ghosts reflect behind the screen. Objective versus subjective, they whisper, and I am suddenly afraid of the dark. So that's the first one called emotional distancing because <laughs> we're all socially distancing and I'm like, plays on words are fun. Um, the second one is called uh, The Breakfast of Youth. And it's an homage to Lawrence Ferlinghetti. He died last year, and they're putting together an anthology of stuff that was inspired by him, ekphrasis or whatever you want. But this, I lifted some lines from his poem called Dog, uh, but it's called Breakfast of Youth. I watched Thor walk his dog in the tenderloin after making it rain. His dog trots freely in the street and sees reality. America drunks in doorways, ants in holes, pool rooms, and policemen. He doesn't hate cops. Thor stepped in human shit. I mean, he knew it wasn't dog shit. He is a god. A god washing poop off his shoe is still a god. And this wasn't some Jesus thing. I didn't wash his feet. He lifts his shirt. Oh, nearly naked breasts. Your breath, more than 51 degrees, dangles, is the air. No one ever said I wish it would have happened faster. You are the sprawl in my chest. You are the feeling that makes me believe in a god. It's your world. Show me where to sit. Yes, yes, and always yes, I am your yes. I didn't grow up here like a living question mark a dog eating the breakfast of youth. That's my second one. Did you like it? Hey, can I do one more? Can I do one more? Okay, no one's saying it, so I'll do one more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Um, I don't know if there's a saying in, in your part of the world, but here there's a thing that kids say. They go, I can't even. It's like a thing that young girls would like. I can't even. Okay, anyway, so this is called I can't even. Speeding through the tenderloin, 
in this white Mercedes, so many tents, I can't even stop smiling. I can't even see that dude shooting up or those shoeless feet in that tent. That woman isn't taking a shower. You are driving me anywhere and I can't even feel this happy. I can't even stare into your face. That would be weird. I am 14 again and can't even speak. My heart is a bouncy house filled with joyous shrieks. Afraid to cross my legs, lean into your lap and gaze. I can't even. You are a star. The constellation of your beard decorates your jaw and under your chin the sweet spaces of skin. I want to know you when you're calm. When you drive me, you are a man, even if it's your mom's car. <laughs> I think that's so funny. <laughs> um, I have one more short one if you want it. Otherwise, I can. No, go for it. Okay, go this for is it. one more. This is a romantic one. I have a beard fetish. This is called beard. <laughs> There's a city in your beard. Rows of tiny houses filled with clever pundits whispering how to live. Confusing my fingers when I dig for skin, gardening invisible bonsai. I'll keep reaching till I find your jaw, longing to rent in your ghetto. Yay, poetry! Yay! Unrequited love is beautiful! <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, do you want to take this one? Because I've got a beard, so I don't really feel... Uh, I, don't, I don't know what I should say. Do I want to do what? <laughs> um, I was going to say, do you want to say who's next? But uh, I'll do it. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. It's, yeah. Well, it's Fiona is next, is it not? Yes. Hello. Yes. No. <laughs> Hi. Right, okay, I've got three. I've got two in English and one in... So, um, prepare yourself. Right, okay. First of all, um, two of the poems are from the Escape Roll Challenge from last month. And they're both kind of to do with esoteric mental things. The first one is basically having a go at all the conspiracy theories and, frankly, insane comments about the origins of the virus. So the first one is an anti-apocalyptic vision. Is there anybody listening? Lone voice crying in the wilderness. Space, devoid of common sense, but full of white noise. Internet chatter. 5G or fryer brain. Chinaman ate a bat. Bill Gates is a lizard. And all that. If that's true, then why don't we see them wearing masks, driving around in armored cars, Attired in hazmat suits. Oh yes, Putin was. Does he know something we don't? No, he's just actually got some brains. A leader, leading from the front, setting a good example. It's not a Dan Brown novel, really. The Society of Jesus know the name of the Antichrist. He will rise when the economy collapses. A new world order will be established. Novo Ordo Seculorum. I didn't do Latin at school, but it doesn't mean that. A new order of the ages. Founding fathers of America would create, 
weren't aliens or Illuminati, just men. And men do far worse than secret societies, megalomaniac Bond villains, sexy female psychotic assassins, though Villanelle is just the bee's knees. Chemists gone rogue, they aren't in a DC comic, really. So ditch the tinfoil hat fools, grow up, eat your greens, they won't kill you. Honestly, are you listening? Is anybody actually listening to all that static? First one. Right, okay, here we go with a spot one. Um, there, we have a phrase, there's eye water for the sturdy drones, which literally translates as there's always water where the calf drowns. Um, so basically it's like there's no smoke without fire. And I'm actually, um, the Scots Language Society here, they have a journal um, called Lallans, and uh, this poem's going to be published in their next one whenever we get out of lockdown. So it's kind of, it's about abuse, abuse of women, abuse of animals, and I kind of pulled the two together. So uh, if you don't understand anything, just message me. There's a water for the sturdy drones. There's a story for mini skirts. Who wanted the neeps at Aina the Park? Clarted in slap. Can he expect looking like yawn? Talked about its team. Asking for it, he'd feel new. Stater doon among the dubs. On sky he healed like some fool tart. I heard she was blazing like the gasworks chimney. Mate, oh mate, because the farmer wouldn't have bothered. Heeding for the slaughter whose nay need to feed. She was out the loons like a rash. Who did it think would happen, dumb animal? Answer to their needs is escape. To some it's mate, to some it's drink. And the others just want a bozy or a clappy on the neb. Just somebody to pay attention to their lot and rescue them through the miry clay. Ryan Ocean disguised as a puddle between you and what you think you want. She was fair to gain him. Riding out was an excuse. It was fit to get him, ran for the farmer's abuse. Oh, a nest out with the quines to forget her bruises. That's why the pooder's on an inch thick. Oh, a pack of neeps on his belly gown for lack. That's why it wondered a wadun there. Mither would have cared. Mither wouldn't have let this happen. But she's a wa, but can you dee? You motherless bairn, you're nae wanted. You're nae convenient. You're just wrong. So run for the pinking fingers with a big bolt gun. Just one or or something different. Something that's just their aim. Be it neeps, be it tea. You'll do anything to avoid the inevitable. Splash, do muckle deeper than you ever thought possible. You struggle, but then you hear your mother's voice. Saf lowing. Come home, we coo, come home, we lass. Time you let the dark water tack you doon. You dinna feel it any near. There's peace like you never kent. Why bother to come back? There's a water for the sturdy drones. There's a story a hint of mini skirts. Well, so hopefully it made sense. Anyway, last one. Again, this was um, Black Hole. That was an escap troll. Um, prompt and written on the 24th of last month so black hole it's where you'll find odd socks 
pens, half a Kit Kat, a ton of fluff, three decimal coinage, Kirby grips, buttons, the essay you deleted by mistake, the photos of your ex you cut in shreds. Maybe you quite like to have back now because actually he was the best of the lot. VHS tapes, more odd socks, used batteries, broken promises, hours lost to anxiety, jealousy and rage, bus tickets, old concert tickets, Taylor Twine, a box of half-eaten Tic Tacs, a dust-covered pear drop, your last roll still in its gold wrapping, memories of youth before peer pressure took hold, a broken ruler, keys, key fobs, Lego, another Lego, and another Lego, Eagle Feather, the letter you promised you would write, the ghosts of conversations you had in your head, but never had the guts to say out loud, a pandrop, an empty Tipex bottle missing its lid, leather satchel you had at primary school, missing dogs, grey cats, budgies that flew the coop, having a massive scrap in the void, your self-worth, your integrity, sometimes you can even find yourself in that swirling mass of nothingness where all lost things are supposed to go, but at least you can escape this black hole. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I love that. Cheers, Andy. <laughs> nah, thanks for coming back. Yep. Thanks for coming back. Um, that that was brilliant. I I'd just like to know how that accent went down in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes, Villanelle from me, Killing Eve. I love her to bits. <laughs> Um, so, um, Amanda? Are you good to go? Yeah, sweet, cool. Aileen Bloomer, so it's a bunch of tags. Um, but I've got three poems here. Uh, the first one um, is called The Dead River. And for reference, um, that's a real river, not just a metaphor. But uh, yeah, so this is The Dead River. It's a half moon, just enough to move through this sheltered trail, a meander to the cold concrete bridge, a past where you now sit. It's trauma to depart you, and here one piece is found on a distant train. You can relate with its keen, inanimate scream coming through the trees. Parallel rails throughout the sounds so unlike any human embrace or emotions like iron never knew how to hold even a simple conversation. You can relate with that. At least there is contact. Though for the rest, there is none, not for the undead. 
It's a visceral kind of numb that keeps you up and away to where the dead run, wallowing over bedrocks. So here you sit and listen to the long way the gone speak, leaking their stream of ceaseless dark you could at any thought get caught in. But remember, you're at about a half moon. Asking back, you can feel it waxing with animate twos. So that was the first one. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry if I'm a my voice is a little shaky. Um, doesn't matter how many open mics I do, I'm always nervous. <laughs> um, so this next one is uh, a two-part poem, gonna, but I'm only gonna read the first part. Um, it's called When Swallowing a Friend. Be ready to choke. A friend, a nutrient, you can't help but wanna chew. I don't like to swallow my food. I wish I could consume less in the world in my lifetime. I wish I could bathe in the flavors study the palette, the history, watch it transform from one step to the next. You don't always get to do that. I didn't get to do that. Things have to be consumed. Everything comes to an end. Some friends are a dish best served to order, hot and somewhat of a mystery on, an Im on the impact a combination just had on your senses that one time in that one place, a moment you can't recreate, unforgettable. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, so this last one um, is an ode to nature. Um, where I live is pretty far north in the US and spring just showed up today. Um, it was snowing like just last weekend. Um, so this one I wrote last summer, it's called uh, Biota's Code. Entangled in the cat's cradle of conifers, atop a jutting rock exposed when dense things collide, lichen to the surface I build upon my mossy side. Only then can I decipher this barcode struck of bark encrypted gaps against edges growing in all three dimensions. A twig snaps, let them come alive. These trees, too entwined, creak with the wind, needles release, they'll speak over time. And that's it. Thanks guys. Excellent. Thank you so much. Um, while you're on, do you want to mention what it is you do? Oh, um, yeah. I run a small indie publishing business called Pyre Publishing. Um, you can find us on Facebook under that name, and um, we're also on faith, on uh, Instagram, and I'll put that in the comments. Uh, right now, I'm running a series called Free Poetry. Um, where people can submit one poem and then I mail them out to whoever's on the mailing list. I was previously just distributing them all over the place, um, but that got shut down. So uh, those submissions are open if anyone's interested, or if you want the mailing list, you can find it on our website. 
and I'll plug that in as well. Ah, sweet. Ah, th thanks for mentioning that. Because, you know, they're awesome. They are. They're, <laughs> thanks, they're so Andy. good. I've had like, I think, um, so two turned up today, so now I have six. Awesome. All brilliant. I'm, I'm loving it so far. What do you mean it got shut down? Are you not allowed to go and like hand them out now? Or? Well, um, all the businesses that I was dropping them at, like coffee shops and bars. Yeah. Yeah, can't yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I started the mailing yeah. list after that. Yeah. Uh, where have I been the last three months? Jesus Christ, the world stopped. Um, yeah. 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 Um, okay. So next up, uh, last on the list, um, we have says. Unmute. Are we fighting? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was yelling at me to unmute. You were pressing it lots of times, so it kept flashing on off and on the screen. Anyway, uh, hi, uh, I'm Says Thomason. Uh, they, them pronouns, if you want to talk about me later. Um, I'm from Sheffield. Um, so, hi, people in Glasgow and everywhere, and San Francisco and stuff. I'm going to do a couple of poems, a long one and a shorter one from a series that I'm doing. I'll tell you about afterwards. Uh, this one is called Out and Proud. It's 1986. I'm on the train with my mum and I'm wishing that she would explain what I'm looking at. A sticker, pink and black on the black leather jacket of the girl sitting opposite me because I can't stop staring at her crew cut. The jeans and the t-shirt and jacket she's wearing, the look in her eyes, I recognise as defiance. She sparkles, she glitters, she's someone like me, someone who won't fit as the rest of them do. And her stickers, there's one on each shoe, another one on her backpack, whatever it means, she's keen for me to know it. She's telling the world, though not quite out loud, out and proud. I'm seven and I'm good at reading, but this strange new slogan seems somehow misleading out and they don't go together it should be out of and i don't know whether it's okay to ask she looks fierce her lip and her nose and her eyebrow are pierced and she glitters with the light of someone i might like to be one day when i'm not so afraid but i know what mum would say don't bother the lady don't talk to strangers she looks a bit like my sister who's braver than i am i'm seven and I'm good at trying to be invisible. I'm used to hiding in plain sight, putting myself in a bubble, being unobtrusive, no trouble, and I'm good at reading. Proud. Pride. It's a thing you can feel if you've tried and you've done something right, you've succeeded, but what did she do? It's impossible to tell. Maybe my reading isn't as good as I thought, and as I go further and further north, she seems to become more and more alone. Maybe she's been with her friends all day and now, just like me and my mum, she's off home or somewhere she really doesn't want to go. She's furtive. Her eyes start to dart up and down the crowded carriage and then start to droop. She's tired. I hope she doesn't mind. I'm watching her reflection against the blurring countryside. I don't want her to lose her pride. But it seems to me with every mile, she's leaving it further behind. The train pulls into Leeds. 
She stands up, peels off the stickers, sticks them back to back, stashes them in the back pocket of her backpack, leaves. In the toilet in Leeds, I ask my mum, what does out and proud mean? She smiles with relief. I'm so glad you didn't ask on the train. I wouldn't have known what to say, but she doesn't explain. At home, I ask my sister, pierced nose, fierce nose, everything. There was this girl on the train and this sticker and what does out and proud mean? She grins, begins explaining. Well, you know how I'm going out with Max and Tom's Anna's boyfriend. Well, that girl has a girlfriend instead of a boy and some people don't like that. So she's saying, oh, I'm proud of who I am. The out just means it's no secret. I pout, can't believe it. This wasn't in the book mum made me read about sperm and vaginas and babies, the facts of life. This seems like something I should have been told about. Lots of things are facts of life. What a stupid title for a book that leaves so many things out. But it's five years before I learn any names for ways that I'm like her. I'm hoping she realised how much I liked her. And in the years to come of being locked out, forced out, left out, pushed out, she made it that bit easier to hack it because she had a sticker on her jacket that told me that I was allowed to be different, to be out and proud. So thank you. Uh, during lockdown, um, I've been doing a poetry thing of writing a sonnet every day about whatever's going on in the, in the plague times, because uh, Shakespeare wrote sonnets during the plague, so hey. Um, so this is, uh, these, these I do not know off by heart yet. So this is one of those, this was one I wrote on Good Friday, which if you're in the UK, that was when it was announced that Boris was, oh, Boris Johnson was over the coronavirus and he was out of the ICU and it was a wonderful day. And that was, the, that was the news, not the number of people who were dying and specifically key workers who were dying uh, because of a lack of PPE. So this is called Good News. Thank God, the PM's out of ICU. Edmund, Abdul, Alice, Fayez, Jitendra. But he's a fighter, that we always knew. Rebecca, Anton, John, Glenn and Arima. We prayed, we clapped and it was not in vain. Mohammed, Lindsay, Amy, Liz and Alpha. We did it, now we can all breathe again. Thomas, Amged, Habib, Hadil and Pooja. This truly is a day of celebration. Good Friday, Boris wins another fight. He'll soon be up and back leading our nation. Make sure the papers lead with that, all right? The list will keep on growing to our shame. Don't clap for Boris Johnson. Speak their names. Thank you. Uh, you, uh, you can find, I'll put it in the chat, um, if you search sonnets from the torture days as a hashtag on Twitter, you can find all of the poems. There are 61 so far. Uh, so if you want to depress the hell out of yourself, um, my, my daily thoughts are in sonnet form there. Uh, oh, uh, other, other plug. Uh, I'm also in, two of those sonnets are in this book, which is called Coronaverses, which has somehow managed to be, be produced already. Uh, which is an anthology of corona-based poetry. Uh, if you go to the website of Janine Booth, um, janinebooth.com, you can um, order those if you want one. Um, but yes, that is a thing that happened. Yay! So, awesome. That's me. Cool. Um, so we still have like 10 minutes. Um, and I do believe that Kate Felix is in the chat. So... 
They want to do a form. He is Donna Stater. Yes, that's the one. I don't know if I said that right, but there we I'm go. Here. <laughs> wow, that office looks like my office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the only place I can not wear the mask, so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm really enjoying everyone's performances. I'm actually in Canada. Um, it's one of those opening up the world things, you know, like, because I found out about the festival on Twitter and I've been attending things remotely, and here I am coming to you live from the office. <laughs> um, can everybody hear me okay? Yeah. Um, I have um, a piece called Bone Jack that I'm going to read. Um, so I'll just go ahead and do that. Have you come to Boogie Baby? The janitor stands alone on the dance floor and he sways in the orbit of its still moon and tiny diamonds hover but do not give chase as he sweeps forward remnants of torn tassels and lipstick kiss cigarettes. What's that look I see in your eye? He points a steeled toe and slides it across the vinyl tiles as they shimmer in the embers of the trembling light and the exit sign flickers as the street's breeze eases a breath of glitter across the room, and the janitor extends his fingers and closes them over his outstretched palm, and he strikes a pose. Yeah, that's right, Daddy. Get down. The stars blur around him as they stretch thin the decades, and needle drops, a turntable starts, and the janitor starts to spin. Explode with me, baby, into hyperspace. He is ensorcelled by visions of his dynamite baby, as she boogies on the, with the wings of heaven on her shoes, her arms like melamine, yet unbruised, yet unbitten, weave like ribbons through the electric air. You feel that, sugar? You feel that coming? She beckons him with serpentine hips as he sways toward her, an errant curtain caught in the torrent of her unexpected gust, and he feels the wisps of her pull him tight, his vixen of, of velour, his panther of the pickerel print platforms, this ghostly vision of his years-gone love and its undoing. You shake, you dance, you hurt. His fingers descend the smooth shaft of his broomstick as he casts his line to reel her in, and she vibrates on the wire, twists inward, and penetrates his chest like gunfire or a needle through his soft flesh. Give me some skin, brother. That's right. That's right. And he leans along on the broomstick as, and against his locked knee as he invites his sweet apparition to toboggan the slope of his velveteen thigh and she ascends the gorge of his sequin neckline as he whispers a prayer into her cream rinsed hair staying alive staying alive and his dynamite baby's limbs scissor sideways as the janitor lifts her skyward and together they rocket through the celestial blur past the tendrils of her terrible tomorrows the heartaches the hospitals the potions the pills the cluster of cables that failed to restart her heart of glass say your prayers baby just don't care and he launches her forward into the feverish night, propels her past the motionless moon, and watches as her body writhes towards the surface of the sun. And then his dynamite baby starts to sizzle as the needle drops its groove and the record stops. Burn, baby, burn. And the broomstick clatters from the janitor's hands and comes to rest atop a pile of midnight's leavings. And the grit of the floor penetrates the thin layer of his brown corduroy knees and his ragged breath spreads across the ruffled cinders of disco catch you on the flip side sunshine baby turn me loose 
that's the long one. And I've got, <laughs> I've got a short one, which is about, but I gotta find it again on my phone because I got too many screens here. Um, this one's about crappy exes who just kind of won't go away. And it's called, Shall I Compare Thee to a Trash Panda? And for those who, for those who don't know the local, I don't know if it's a Toronto thing or it's just an everywhere thing, but a trash panda is a raccoon, okay, so, all right. Shall I compare thee to a trash panda? In midnight dives, you stalk your sloppy seconds. Tooth and claw, you pry wide my defenses. Slide your eyes beneath the dinner, the bones of dinners unconsumed. Feast on heaps of tissues and the salt of my sighs. I rise to bemoan the cracks of simmering street, brimming high with my perfectly packaged trash. Now bis disemboweled, strewn awry on the drive as the sky cackles, scorches while you snore, sated in some filthy den, grinding your incisors, masticating, anticipating the complicit moon and how it will shine on your nigh triumph. That's all I got. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, sorry for um, you know, like, kind of forgetting um to put you on. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm really glad that we managed to get you on. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, so technically, technically, we have two minutes. Um, but I've had a few people saying that they want to perhaps try a few pieces. Um, so how would people feel about maybe taking like a 10 minute break and then trying some shit? You know, if people want to, you know, yeah. Cool. listening to the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio, where we've had a reading from Glasgow, Scotland. Also, people Zooming in from Canada and Leeds or York. I don't even know where these places are. Things are going crazy. Uh, we're going to be back with some, uh, some Call Me Tim at 2 o'clock, and that will be wonderful and exciting. We're going to do, actually, we'll be back in 10 minutes with some more poetry. And I think at 3 o'clock, we're doing a thing with Warhol, I think, I think, uh, a script. He's got all of his script readings, if you've been paying attention to Mutiny Radio. And I know that you have. <laughs> sure, sure you have. The, um, I should be having Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, call in on some Call Me Tim a little later, since looks like we're going to 